0: And welcome to this month of Motorsport, June edition. We're officially halfway through 2023, people. I'm Sean Smith. I'm joined by Sam Green. Hello. And the man of many seagulls, Chase Montgomery.
1: Kaka, kakar. Why hello there. Yes, that's a weird seagull like someone, to. Thank you. I <laughs> so developed it myself. How
2: they sound in Jersey. <laughs> they do,
1: they do. Very different to the British
0: seagulls, you know. Yeah, yeah. So... uh, we're here once again, chaps, for another month of high octane because Formula E never makes the list. Um, action of motorsport—it's been happening. Stuff—it's it's, it's June, and that means one big event has happened. And this time, we're not gonna—we're not gonna like sugarcoat it. It's Le Mans twenty-four hours. Yes. Hooray! You—you you start talking.
2: Start talking. I'm gonna grab the egg timer. that's in the other room. Okay. Well, <laughs> what, what a race it was. So. Let's just have a quick rundown of quite how many cars we had racing in the top category of hypercar. Um, Because, where is my entry list? There it is. Because it was
1: one of the healthiest grids we've had in years.
2: Huge. Absolutely massive. Which is really, really good. And best Um, of all,
1: LMP2
0: was very small.
2: Well, by comparison to normal, yes, it was. Um, but we had, what was it, 16 cars in the hypercar category? Yes. And that's more than, that's the most top class entries since 2015. If I'm not mistaken. That sounds about right. Back when Nissan and the third Porsche were there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I think that's pretty, that's a good sign. And there's more teams to come as well for next year. So hopefully will maintain all of the cars that we had this year and then gain some for next year.
1: I think that has to be the main point, actually, as compared to the last time we had this many cars, is it's not third entries. It's, there was actually a range of different teams of manufacturers. I'm just looking at the entry list here. I mean, you had Cadillac, Wool, Porsche, Toyota, Ferrari, uh, Glickenhaus and Peugeot. Yeah,
2: and I mean, there that, was only one... seven,
1: Seven different manufacturers. Yeah, Amazing.
2: There was, there was actually only one car... As well, that it will only be out in Le Mans, at Le Mans this year. So there was a couple from um, that came over from IMSA. It wasn't there. There was mm-hmm. a few caddy, one caddy, one Porsche, or two caddies, sorry, and one Porsche that came over from IMSA. Um, and there was a bonus Glickenhaus. But aside from that, that field is more <laughs> or less as it as it will kind of be the rest of the season. I love mm-hmm. the term
0: bonus Glickenhaus.
2: Yeah. <laughs> cool was an extra uh, uh one so yeah a bonus um, who actually i didn't realize this because i didn't even know he was there but astro baling gutierrez was driving the 709 blickenhaus
0: oh, oh I, did, I did
2: not i know this all shows how little
0: blickenhaus pay in my global attention of
1: the oh, wc it shows how little look. that uh, Gutierrez pays my attention as well.
2: To be fair, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he would have thought like an active reserve Formula One driver is he? Which which he yeah he works for Mercedes. Why? Um, I don't really know, but I think <laughs> he's been basically been replaced primarily by Mick. So he does not at every race now, which means he can do things like Le Mans. Um, but yeah, he was driving the Glick. Um, so yeah, the seven hundred nine. Hmm. But yeah. That's an interesting one. Um, now, before, okay. before we go into this, I want to just say,
0: um, Harvey, my my mate who I was, who who got married. Congratulations to you and Ellie. I know you listen to the podcast.
1: Well done. Oh, my condolences, guys. Yes,
0: and uh, yes, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations! So we live a happy life. Let's move on to qualifying. Um, the, uh, <laughs> the the closest in qualifying one, the closest field between uh, uh, the top class in ooh, at least this century, probably ever. Just face it. Yeah. Um, four seconds between number fifty AF Corsa Ferrari and number four by Collez. So and mm. uh, yeah, uh, it was great. Then we get to yeah, the it's, but it, we already saw that the, although the field was close um Peugeot already starting to be a bit on unnerving to the fans Our yeah. our it before the race that they are either going to have a disaster or try or win it <laughs>
1: yeah, they were i, I was rooting the for time. them so was I, I. I was rooting for them in the middle of the night this was looking like it was going to be a french takeover and then it went french
2: yeah hmm didn't quite go to plan, really. Um, Absolutely. I, I must admit, I was asleep when it all went pear shaped for them. Yeah, I fell asleep uh, at that time. A day later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> was watching it on delay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it's quite. So
0: was well, it, it was quite good. It still, it was like basically twenty-four hours delayed. It was, I got managed to get back from Norfolk and like, beep, off I go. Yes. Oh dear! Oh dear! Uh, oh dear! So that was interesting. Um, 31 degrees on. on the road Back home it was... Oh, <laughs> we
2: meant at Le Mans nah. no, no. <laughs> no, Le Mans It was all weathers It was all it weathers at Le Mans The race had hmm. all weathers Now I, uh, at the weekend Last weekend, I went to the European NASCAR series at Brown's Hatch Where I bumped into our good friend Alistair Walker uh, ah. hmm. I, say, I say bumped into him Arranged to meet up with him um, so the opposite of that, really. Did you do it, uh, like a
0: fist bump? That,
2: that's I quite, didn't. That's quite American. I didn't, I didn't, because I don't know how Al would react to a fist bump. he
0: <laughs> would probably look at
2: it like a chicken does, too. <laughs> like, what is this? Um, I was I'm going to give that Taylor. a try, then. I'm sure Taylor would have understood it, but uh, Al, I'm not so sure. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, generally, uh, he said that he managed to miss the rain entirely, both of them. What? Uh, How? Yeah. Well, this is the thing. It was so localised oh, yeah. around the circuit that they managed to be on the opposite side of the circuit every time. Oh, hang, on, hang on, hang on. The whole track got wet in the second one. Well, maybe then, but I think by the, at that point, from, by all accounts, they were asleep. So <clears> they were in the tent. A bit early. But during <laughs> the race, yeah, they managed to pretty much avoid all of it.
1: And you can do that on a track that large. You can literally have localised pockets of weather. We've seen that. Spa, Hockenheim, the old circuit, it can be like that as well there.
2: This was, like, um, weirdly localised low. You I do mean, forget on, the how was the low um, on 13 miles? It is big, yeah. It's a big track. I mean, mm. it's worth remembering. But equally, it's uh, it, at one point, it was essentially just the Porsche Curves and nowhere else. Mm. That's a yes. fairly small area just to have the rain. Um, and then, obviously, it did move through the circuit. But, it, it yeah, started just in one really, really localised spot, which did cause some carnage in the race. Um, the Cadillac, for example, that I saw, and the... Um, Ferrari. The house ...sliding off. The Ferrari mm. slid off. So, everyone was on slick tyres. Yep. Um, and suddenly, their sort of seven or 800 horsepower prototype or GT car for some of the guys, not that much power, obviously, but... Um, a lot of this downforce as well uh well yeah really struggling i didn't enjoy Um, i didn't enjoy the caddy caddy crashing at the first chicane on the first go on lap one yeah yeah, that was an interesting yeah it was a weird one though as well wasn't it because that was a slightly damp part of the track yeah it was just Um, white lines wasn't that well yeah it was the painted lines because that section is of course road it is public road the rest of the year so the lines are there um but yeah, it was just an in, I think it was quite an interesting race because of that. It's this is the sort of it was a, a good it was a fitting race for the centenary. Yes. It? it was. Um, which is I think don't think we've mentioned that thus far, that this was the hundredth year of Lamar. And
1: a big uh, thing to talk about really. How could we forget about mentioning that right at the beginning? Yes, Whoops. Whoops!
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh but yeah, it was it was good. I think it was a really good race. I did see most of it, I would say, not all of it, because I was supposed to be working on Sunday. <laughs> but, but I had it on in my office. It's like, we've uh, we've hinted at it.
0: Uh the race did go quite topsy turvy when even the Peugeot the first time they were leading, they're to the because they thought it'd be quite funny. Like, oh, is this will what, what happen again, chaps. Let's take a picture of the timing yep. screen. And yeah. then um, it carried on, and they're like, oh, <laughs> we're actually yeah. not too bad. Um, it's We saw this sort of a spa, and I'm glad that it showed again at Le Mans that the Peugeot is amazing in the wet.
2: Yes, it- which is, I guess, kind of surprising, but also, I guess, kind of not, if that makes sense, because it's a very um, front-biased car, I guess you would say. Like all of the obviously, it's generated underbody down, and I think it's by all accounts quite a pointy car, um, Mm. which tends to be slightly better in in the wet at least, as long as you can manage turn in, which they seem to be able to.
0: The commentators were talking about the way that the Peugeot can, I think, it activates its hybrid at a higher speed than the others do. Yes, Um, right, um, and also they've got a, they've got the same size tires front to rear or something like that whereas the others have larger rear tires at the back right okay mm. um, and all that obviously again i, I think it has also a lot to do with the aero package um, yeah. they can obviously just, they just still get I, I don't know maybe it's because the air going over the other cars is being interrupted by the water and vortices and whatever else and getting turbulent flow or whatever um but The Peugeot
2: just works, I guess. Well, I guess as, as much as anything, obviously, the, but there's going to be a certain amount of like dirt and stuff under the car as well. But, um, but like you, we see it at Le Mans every year. The cars by the end are absolutely filthy, and that can't help the aerodynamic balance, presumably. Like, I know realistically, most of the cars go through a couple of sets of bodywork by the end. Um, yeah. Cat- set- Cadillacs did. <laughs> yeah cadillac definitely (laughs) did um but uh yeah in terms of their they can change things like the setup and things like that they can't that they can't necessarily change um in a shorter race you wouldn't but you might adjust your front downforce through changing the whole front bodywork for example. Um, so I know that I saw the Toyotas doing that as the sun started to come up and it started to warm up again. They changed their aero balance on, on the car mm-hmm. to try and make it a bit more efficient and that's presumably common practice. Um, but, uh, but you have to say the dirt that is on the car, those underbody is going to be less affected by that, I assume.
1: Maybe. <laughs> well, in some aspects, yeah. Um, uh, they haven't got the drag from a... Uh well a dirty car really but uh no, it's a good question I, I'm actually reading through all of uh, the tech specs just now to see if I can find anything probably should have done this research before the podcast went live you know but uh, now from a performance point of view you are correct the Persia does seem to have something in the wet it could be a combination of everything you have listed there but um it's and
0: uh, and Joran Verne, who who is French.
1: Jev. Oui, yeah. oui, Jev. oui, oui, Jev. Yeah. Oh, or oh, oh, it could be just the legends that is Paul de Resta. <laughs> the, the legendary,
0: boring uh, Sky the Sports analysis. Legends.
1: Exactly, but he's Scottish, so he knows how to drive in the rain. Hmm.
0: Let's talk about the actual front of the race after the Peugeot. Um, cool. Now, ah. the questions will be asked here, I think, of the
2: WZ uh-huh. um, in terms of the b- bad performance. Uh-huh. Yeah, I... I... You have to say, coming into a race like this, were Toyota kinda done over by the balanced performance a bit. Ferrari did everything right. Let's say that first. Yeah, yeah. Now that Ferrari had a good race and they were there on merit in the race. However, the rest of this season, Toyota have looked significantly quicker than they or more dominant than they were in this one. And admittedly there was a few problems that they had and there was little bits and pieces, but in terms of the lap time you could see the difference. They didn't have it.
0: They didn't have it in qualifying, they didn't have it in the race. And yeah. they did find the straight line speed in the race, that was obvious. But it came at yeah. the detriment of their power usage.
2: Yes. Yeah. Um but the Ferrari, I think, was the the fastest type of car in a straight line. It was a much livelier car. It was.
0: Mm. Um, um Now I'm a Toyota fan first, before I'm a Ferrari fan, but I'm also a Ferrari fan, so I was, and because of Antonio Giovinazzi won, I was very, very happy. Um, <laughs> now, this was the first race of the season in WC that there's been balance of performance adjustment. Mm. I think in qualifying, it was good. I think it was very good. Um, it obviously showed that the field was quite close.
2: Yeah. yeah I, I,
0: I, do, I don't know, is the honest answer. I don't know what would have happened if, um, if uh, the BAP had been from Spa. I, Toyota probably would have won it. Yeah,
2: but have to say if, they, if only if they had a perfect race. I mean, the seven didn't. I, the seven definitely didn't. The eight didn't have a perfect race either. Really. Um, I mean, was it the eight that hit the squirrel?
1: <laughs> yeah, In the last hour.
2: Yeah. Which apparently damaged part of the splitter in the front end, which slowed it down even more, so there was like little bits and well, pieces Well, the 8 like had
0: that. problems at the start as well, they had, because the 7 was the one I think, honestly I'm wrong but, well, one of them was blasting away at the front in the first hour or two I think, I think it, that was the 7 wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was
1: um, Yeah, Kobayashi's one was
0: yeah. to begin with, and, and then, then something bad happened Yeah, and then the the 8 was falling back through there, had like brake problems or something mm-hmm. then, later in the day obviously, with the, the final, like Nail and the coffin was rear hair coward's spin. I can't the, to, to to use the phrase "toyotering" it. I don't think that really
2: applies this year. No, I don't think it does. I think they were unlucky. They did everything that mm-hmm. they could, but got unlucky. They didn't do something wrong, like they have done in previous years of the car breaking. Like I said, well, I say do something wrong, like the car breaking down or something like that. It wasn't that really. It was little bits mm-hmm. and pieces which are kind of not in their control yeah uh, um, uh,
1: seven think? was uh caught up in a pileup when the yeah she was driving right. during the night when that it was whacked. it whacked that was awful yeah, yeah. Well,
2: there was a couple of them wasn't there with the slow zones i don't know how they something needs to be addressed with that i think doesn't it because i think
0: that that's me watching that it just looked like the um the lmp2 car was just not obeying the right the right flags
2: Mm. yeah well i think the one i saw was with the one of the cadillacs as well um i don't know i think it was the number three because i think dixon was driving it at the time Mm -hmm. um and he came under the dunlop bridge into a slow zone hit the brakes and immediately got rear-ended by two gte cars (laughs) Mm -hmm. so surely the onus has to be on the gte cars then to realize these Hypercars and, and presumably the P twos as well. The brakes on them are so much better than the GC cars yep. that they need to brake earlier for these slow zones if they're following one in.
0: We don't know whether it was amateur drivers though.
2: No, I can't remember who was driving, but he. But it's a. There's going to be a fundamental difference in the car, irrespective of who's driving it. Brakes are the same.
0: Yeah. Um.
2: Yeah. So, like, yeah, I. Um, we know the hypercar will have just got to the point where it has to brake and brake. But you, as a car tr- that's in that train, you've got to realise that, and you've got to brake earlier. Like, mm-hmm. you have got to lose time, but you're going to not crash as well. So, swings the roundabouts. In terms of um,
0: controversy, we've got a couple minutes left because I've extended this one. Let's yeah. let's let's talk about what I think was the worst part of the race, which was the safety car procedures.
2: Yes. Yeah, it just takes too long. I think as much as anything it was nearly the first hour of the race was all, nearly all safety car hmm.
1: riveting it really, just what you want
2: it just what. why why are they shuffling the pack
0: that is ridiculous
2: yeah. It's completely against the
0: spirit of endurance remember. racing
2: mm-hmm. yeah i can kind of understand um maybe loot well then when they've got several safety cars it kind of it, it helps a bit, but that's the idea of having those two or three safety cars, isn't it? That you don't need to wait for everybody.
0: I think having three safety cars are the ones not the right thing to do anyway. But if you have to do it, I've said this at the time, make sure that the lead safety the leader is behind one safety car and yeah. then just have it so that the other two disembark first. The field will then be close together, which seems to be what they wanted from this situation. And then oh. release this the last one last. And right. yeah. It, 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 and that would have taken what? A few minutes? If that, rather, rather than, you know, twenty, twenty five minutes that this this stupid American system was doing. This having, was their having, area, their the, having the P twos go backwards, having unlapping happening at Le Mans, Are they mad? Um, mm-hmm. then having the, was it then having the GTS go back, then having the NASCAR do something, then the P twos come for it's just fucking, it's a circus.
1: Yeah, it dragged on for far, far, far too long, and it's, uh, and no, it's not I, necessary. I, yeah, and I, I hope for next year that they don't do something similar like that again, and uh, that they, they really have learnt some lessons from this one. Yeah, uh, he never says. Never do it again. <laughs> exactly. However, can we finish off on a positive note? Yes. NASCAR oh, God. at Le Mans. It
2: was I was just going. You're outvoted here, Sean. The,
0: the second biggest waste of time of Le Mans this year.
2: <laughs> I thought it was really cool. It was way? really in the. It was quicker than everybody thought it was going to be. It's got yeah, 700
0: gonna... horsepower. Of course, it's going to be faster know, than a GT car. Uh,
2: and it's also not. The... To, it's also not
0: a NASCAR spec. It's got a, the aero. It's got different suspension. It's got different every brakes. It's got well, different tires. It's not okay. a NASCAR.
1: Okay, it's not right. Well, it couldn't have been a true NASCAR because those things would never pass an FIA safety test, but that's another matter. The fact is, for a Garage 56 entry, it really was in the spirit of what that entry is all about. And I was really happy to see that it got NASCAR's name mentioned in Le Mans because it would be nice, controversially, to see NASCAR perhaps have a bit of a European presence because. Although everyone thinks it's a bunch of rednecks going around circles, there is actually a load of Europeans that enjoy watching stock car racing. What, yes. And if this gives, I and if, them, yeah, yeah, Sam, and Sam if is this them. gives, exactly. And oh. on, honestly, if, if if them turning up to Le Mans gets the Europeans going, oh yeah, that was actually quite cool. And they actually get enough momentum off this just to do a one-off cup race once a year in a European track, and just not alienate themselves anymore. I no. think that's a win for motorsport. Completely disagree.
0: Completely disagree. I think that it should have should be going to a um, innovative uh, technologies uh,
1: entry. Like who buy coals. Ah.
0: Um, ah. No. anyway, we're out of time. Let's <laughs> we to move on. <laughs> we're going to have to move on to the next thing. Um so, for those who haven't listened to this one well, before, a this one's gone a bit longer than faster than normal because uh, Le Mans is quite a big race. So get o- a, get over a, it. All right.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, we're now going to go on to the next topic, which uh, Sam you brought up. Yes. What the is Isle of Man TT. Ah. The Princip is no, it's not a principality. What is it? It's a, It's just it's a, an island. It's a. Is it a, a um, autonomous uh, island or, or is it part of the UK? No,
1: no, it's
2: it's part of the Channel <laughs> Islands, isn't it, Monty?
1: It is most certainly not part of the Channel Islands, but you would treat it... it, (laughs) No, it's definitely not close enough. It's about 300 miles away from the Channel Islands.
0: It's between the mainland of Britain and Ireland, isn't it? It's
1: correct, yes. It is a crown dependency. So essentially, the Isle of Man is British, just like Jersey. However, just like Jersey, it has its own government, so it's not part of the UK.
2: Yeah. Crown dependency. There you are. the... Once a year, we have the Isle of Man TT, the Tourist Trophy, which is a bike race for those who have never heard of it before. And it is absolutely insane, uh, is the only way to describe it. Now, these bikes are essentially, well, they're road racing bikes. There is a road racing series, which is quite interesting. But uh, Isle of Man is very much the biggest one Well, in the world. I think that's probably fair. Most famous. Definitely, it's the, the most
1: famous, situation. for sure. Well, depending um, who you ask, but it's either famous or infamous.
2: Well, that's true, because it is horrifically dangerous as well. <laughs> yes. Um, and every year, people die at the TT. And it is one of those events that you look at from the outside and think, how is this still happening? Uh, but wait, it is-, Wiki- I- is-, is
0: So many people die, that on the front page of Wikipedia in the little box where it has all the stats. It has, like, first race, 1907, number of races, 102, um, blah, 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 blah. Bottom of that box says, fatalities, 267.
2: Yeah. 267. In how many in runnings? It, 103? 102. One hundred and two. 102,
1: yeah, 102 runnings. So this so is average. a century-old contest, really, it's isn't it? It's an old
2: race. It's a very old race, and the circuit has, been, has basically not changed. The bikes mm-hmm. have, though. The bikes definitely have. <laughs> mm-hmm. They are very, very, very fast. They're well over two hundred miles an hour at points on the circuit. But they're now. basically superbikes, um, aren't they? But a little bit, it, a little bit. roadified. Yeah, it's a world superbike essentially.
1: Wow. Um, i I mean, we're calling it a track. By the way, it's public roads. It, it's a ribbon yeah. of public roads which uh, creates the circuit. But uh, yeah, because that hasn't like changed at all. Stage.
2: That's probably the closest you would get normally. Like in car racing, is would be a tarmac rally stage. Yeah,
1: um, it's called the Isle of Man TT Mountain Course as its yeah, official it's name. And just for context, public roads, public roads, 37 and three quarters of a mile long per lap. That's quite a yeah. long way.
2: It's a mm. very long way. Um, how big, how big I, is Nürburgring? Uh,
1: Not as big as that, I don't 14, think. 14, I think. 14 miles for Nürburgring, Nordschleife. Is it? Oh,
0: yeah. Right. So, so the, the, oh, Maybe, maybe Lomon's 13 kilometers then. No, it can't be. Yeah. Hang on you talk much so i am going to google it that's um,
2: all right i'm
1: googling as well i want so to find
2: out for the for the tt you have about a week of qualifying races um although most of it is actually time trial um they call it sort of the, the the events are races because they are racing against each other as well as the clock uh they have a staggered start for the vast majority of these as well so um basic qualifying order you go fastest rider in theory should be running last. Um now they run ev- a lot of different classes at the tt Um various sized engines as well as sidecars. The sidecars are mental. Um yeah but they're cool aren't they? <laughs> they are very, very cool. Um, and you've got to have some bollocks to be riding as the passenger on one of those sidecars. That's absolutely mad. Well, you won't have a bollocks um, for very
0: long if you go over a pothole in one
2: of those. Well, no, very- won't have, <clears throat> you might not have a life for very long if you go <laughs> over a big enough pothole. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, the, the the senior TT, as they call it, which is the big race at the end of the se- at the end of the event, um, which happened on the ninth this year. So. Um, Superstock TT race two. It was essentially um, the uh, the the lap record was smashed by Peter Hickman um, on his BMW M1000RR. He did a time of fifty minutes and forty-eight seconds. Um, he was Oof. about fifteen seconds faster than Michael Dunlop. The staggering thing here over that 37 and three quarter mile course, remember, is the average speed. Mm-hmm. Now, the average speed was 133 miles an hour. Mm. Average. Not
0: quite IndyCar, but equally, IndyCar have no braking.
2: Yes, yeah. <laughs> IndyCar is back out for X amount of laps. Mm-hmm. These guys are going down to first gear through some corners mm-hmm. and like crawling around at about 50 mile an hour. So, the fact that that is an average of 100. Crawling miles round in, at 50 miles an hour. That's an interesting t-
0: t- line there, Sam.
2: <laughs> no, but there's a couple of hairpins, and, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's, <laughs> there's a couple of, like, first gear slow corners. And then there's sections where they are absolutely wide open in sixth gear and just clinging on, essentially. And uh,
1: again, the, the key difference, to remind people, we're talking about public A and B roads, which have been closed. Exactly. This isn't an oval. This isn't it's dedicated not, uh, tarmac. It's not yeah. wide. It's a B road. It's an A road. There's an armco wall, a bollard, a sheep, beside <laughs> you on the track there, <laughs> give, if you make Wait. any error. <laughs> I
2: was listening to
1: Right. For, for, um, hang on, sorry, sorry.
0: For, for those listening, um, the sheep aren't there to stop you going over the edge, like the bollards yeah. and the walls are. Just to be they just happen to do they're, a good job of they're, it. They're just they're just the
2: marshals. <laughs> yeah, um, I was listening to another podcast. A bad job.
1: <laughs> um, oh no! Oh no! 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 <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> anyway, I was listening to another podcast um, with Chris Harris from off of Top Gear, um, and he went to the TC this year. It was the most insane event. he's He was standing in someone's front garden. There's a small brick wall, then the curb, then the bikes.
1: Nice. It's not really different to a tarmac rally at all, is it?
2: It's essentially tarmac rallying, but on 220 mile an hour race bikes. Mm. Um, It's absolutely mad. He went uh, with uh, Michael Dunlop, who is probably one of the most well-known riders anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of road racing especially um and he said that the, all what? of the the guys in the superstock stock are like gladiators like they're they're so almost lackadaisical about what they're about to do and then they oh. get to the start line and there's this weird like <laughs> tension like amongst the riders and amongst everybody really in fact that when they set off they might not come back yep and that's quite poignant, I think, with the fact why we go racing. We're racing for, for the thrill of it.
0: It must be quite um,
2: similar to how,
0: back in the day, at Le Mans, for example, a okay, I'll go out the pit lane, and then you'd hear about a crash, like like they show in the film Le Mans. And yeah, You, you hear the, sort well, of the, exactly. the, the, the the bell dinging and then an announcement over the tannoy. It must be the yeah. same, same sort of feeling.
2: Hmm that's what I mean. And you don't really have that nowadays with racing because it is, thank God safer, but you do here. And it's, it is in that respect, very much a bit of a throwback to those bygone eras when racing was really, really dangerous. Um, and I, I just can't, I, I need to go at some point. I'm not into bikes, as you know, Sean, um, but, but, uh, but I would go to the TT, uh, I would have to drive. I wouldn't be able to ride. You'd have Obviously, to swim. I'd have to swim or get the ferry. Um, yeah. But uh, I, yeah, I would. I'd like to go before it gets banned because it's so dangerous. I hope it never does
0: get banned because I think it.
2: I really hope it doesn't, but I can't see it
0: lasting. Yeah, but people have said, <laughs> tru- people have said that for a hundred years. So.
2: Well, yeah, but when the bikes were averaging sixty mile an hour, that's not so bad. Now they're under, <laughs> averaging hundred and thirty three, mm. getting a bit mad. Yeah, um, but it's the rider's the choice, the isn't it? Wow, well, it is. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, in theory, I guess you, you only ride as fast as you you can. But oh, wish they are like, right you're yeah as fast as you're happy with. But like the, the, these guys are lunatics for one of the best. <laughs> ways. Um, absolutely I mean, it's, it's absolutely mad but it's really really impressive we've just about bit, commitment to we, it.
0: So, we still spent uh, 10 minutes basically just lambasting
2: the island man <laughs> yeah I think we just to. Go. we've got a, we, yeah it's fantastic uh, and I need to go <laughs> basically um, <laughs> we need to
0: go okay, but it's so dangerous and evil and, canc- and should, should cancel it but we, we um, have to go
2: don't get me wrong they should definitely not cancel it but
0: <laughs> until dangerous. Sam's gone
2: <laughs> they can do what they like, but I want to go. Um, yeah, 135 mile an hour average speed. And when you watch them with the clips... It must be a crap space head to sport, though. Well, that is the other thing that Harris said on his podcast, is that you're essentially sitting in this person's front garden for, like, the day. Because once it starts, it starts, and you can't really move from, unless you know the backwards. But
0: every minute um, or so, you just hear, hear a yobbo on a bike, and it's, and it's gone. And it goes away a well, minute, yeah. That's rubbish. You should just get, just get... Yeah, go to the mall. Way better. Anyway, uh, let's move on to topic number three, which I forgot what it was. Oh yes, IndyCar. So, so between this podcast and this and the last one, the Indy Five Hundred happened, and that was great because I won loads of money. Um, That's nice. Oh, and also, Joseph Newgarden won, but uh, you know, mainly <laughs> I won loads of money. Um, uh,
1: And then Indy 500 finished with what felt like uh, Abu Dhabi 2021 vibes, as far as I'm concerned. uh, Of course, of course, you're going to disagree. You won money. (laughs) If you didn't win money, if you're on the opposite side, you'd be agreeing with me right now.
0: No, absolutely not, because Marcus Erickson should not be lucking into every single win he ever gets.
1: I mean, Marcus Eriksson should be winning anyway because a man of his talent should not be second the championship just now. But that's another matter.
0: Yes. Let's move on to this post Indy. So, Detroit and Road America, which is my Detroit. favorite. Detroit. My favorite Yes. Track. Oh, yes. yes. New,
1: new, new Detroit. Yeah, yeah. surprisingly good. Uh, I oh, wait, uh, before we say that, the, before the we say that, Monty,
0: Monty, before we say go that, on. Uh, just go to, on. Just to finish our point before, uh, yes, I was wrong. Le Mans is 13 kilometres, not miles. Oh, there you go. Ah, And, uh, and Lenerberg Ring off of the Germany is longer. So there you go. Yes. 20 14 miles,
1: 21 Oh, cl- uh, Is that with ah. the GP circuit combined? Yes. Yeah, because it's about 13, I think, if it's just the Nordschleifer.
0: Anyway, now we can carry on to IndyCar.
1: Right. Okay. New Detroit.
0: Hi. In a weird pit lane. Very, Very weird, weird pit cool. lane.
2: It was quite cool. I liked it. Made the race off of pit road much more both sides um essentially for those who didn't see it was a split pit lane so they had pit boxes on both sides and you entered and left through the middle so that was i think very cool
1: yeah they've done this in formula e before haven't they they had some uh, nice crashes as a result i was gonna but... say no one
0: cares about formula e but uh... <laughs>
1: <laughs> no i get that um, i mean the... I, 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 as a circuit layout itself it was quite basic it was almost like a rectangle with a, a little a couple of kinks on one side of it, but um, the, the actual challenge of it was quite good because of how narrow the track was. And um, yeah, you, you couldn't guarantee what the result was going to be because uh, all the drivers who kind of got themselves into a commanding position felt the need to go and bounce off a wall every now and then.
2: <laughs> yeah, that is the upside of, of the street circuits in IndyCar is they are proper street circuits. There's no runoff at all. It is white line wall most of the mm. time um so yeah I mean it's I think it's good uh, it looked quite cool from the clips I saw I didn't see this race to be totally honest um, but I have seen some in this year uh just not this bit
1: yeah that's fair that's fair it, it was good entertainment I mean nothing really stood out for me as I say apart from the crashes it just made it really entertaining um I personally still prefer the old Formula One circuit. But, uh, you know, I'm just living with rose-tinted glasses from an era when I wasn't even live, so I'm just going to shut up, appreciate what they put on for this year, because it was good racing, it brought the audience in, uh, it got people speaking about it, and then it set us up quite nicely for Road America.
0: Was the uh, F1 track the same as the one they've run for the last many years in Detroit? No,
1: No, so, Um, yeah... Yeah, so they 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 did two different uh, things. So the F one used to run in the city itself, Uh and the first couple of IndyCar races ran on that layout. Um, Then they moved it to Belle Isle, so they had a more permanent uh, circuit to go on. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to improve the racing.
2: Yeah, it's still sort of street circuit, isn't it? But I don't you mean Belle Isle's
1: okay. I mean, I didn't do very well in TCR a couple
0: of years ago, but uh, I I did. You did, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um I also chose that for that series, <laughs> so. um but no, I think that was quite a good good
1: yeah. race, uh good circuit. Yeah, sort of a bit faster than what the older tracks used to be as well. Though that again I'll say that was still only eighty mile an hour, average speed I think. Mm-hmm. Uh for the winning race time. So um Yeah i'd be intrigued to hear what the drivers thought not many really commented on it apart from those who crashed who then went oh it's a crap circuit it's dangerous it needs to be made wider it was no just open your eyes things. come on
2: there was a few bits and pieces wasn't there i remember the saying about um how there was one corner where the drivers felt that the concrete barrier at the apex wasn't smooth enough.
1: Oh, yeah, that was... Kind it.
2: of jutted out. Three or four of them got caught out breaking, like, rear tracker alarms and like, suspension pieces and stuff like that. Um,
1: yeah, they were expecting a, a rounded off or a curved wall with a radius in yeah, it, whereas this was pretty much a, a right-angled uh, wall in it. And so, yeah. uh, yep, it kind of went doink.
2: But aside from that, I didn't see many problems with it as much as such.
1: No. I thought it was good fun to watch, but... Uh, you know, when one of the people crashing is Roman Grosjean, that's kind of expected. That's not really an issue with the track. That's just that's the funny. same story you've been hearing for the last 15 years.
2: Takes me back to my
1: childhood, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
2: However, yes, Road America,
0: my favorite Road American
1: America. Track. Now, that mm-hmm. was a lot more fun to watch. The race was great to watch. Um. There were some absolute calamities before the race even began. Everyone was spinning off in practice, Um, red flags in qualifying. Will Power was the grumpiest I've seen him in (laughs) such a long time. I mean, anyone that came near him, he felt the need to try and lunge up the inside of them in practice and then get angry because they weren't expecting him to be there. It's like, okay, fair enough. The only one I will agree with him being angry on was Scott Dixon because I don't quite know what the hell happened in that incident. Yeah, there. that
2: was a weird one. But again, for like an accident in practice, it was just not really needed. Um... Yeah. Yeah. Equally, Dixie and Will, they're quite
0: famously not the best of mates in any car.
2: <laughs> true, true. Exactly.
1: But I have to say, for two of the oldest drivers to still be behaving like I don't know, two teenagers. Hilarious to watch. <laughs> uh, and particularly for Dixon as well. Fair play, because I know there's been a lot of comments this year of uh, he's passed it now, he's too old, blah, blah, blah. That was a really nice recovery drive for him from 23rd to 4th. He's, st- he's fifth uh,
0: in the championship. In the race.
1: Say we again?
0: Say, we say this every year. He's fifth in the championship right now.
1: Exactly. Dixon. He's fifth... He's fifth in the championship. It, it, oh, no, I was... Oh, uh, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, uh, I mean, Well, yeah, he's tied with Pato Ward, but I think because Pato Ward's uh, had be- a better top result, and uh, and that's why he's places. there. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, he's only, what, 24 points behind Ericsson's second. If it wasn't for the fact that Alex Palu has walked away with this, he is still a front-runner contender, but maybe that's the difference, and that's why they're saying he's passed it, because a couple of years ago, that was Scott Dixon doing those kind of performances.
0: Yeah, I mean, we say we say it quite more or less every year, Sam. that Scott Dixon is the man who doesn't age in this series. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he just carries on. It's yeah. like it's like if uh, if you're being Scott Dixon, you're probably doing all right. You probably you to probably the championship.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, and to be fair, uh, giving him a bit of a defence here, he was probably a bit jet lagged and tired, given that <laughs> he was doing a 24-hour race the week before
2: and came yeah. fourth, and that in as, well. as well. France as well, a totally different time zone
1: exactly um, so he's probably he turning well. up there jet lagged a bit tired physically mentally fatigued so no fair play for him it was a nice recovery drive there but uh, no a lot of good racing all around in the road america a lot of great battles um what was your highlight sam um
2: well i've not really seen much of this one either am gonna lie to you i did hear a little quote from alex Pelot, which i thought was quite good um, where he said, this circuit feels European. Mm. Um, what do you mean, built properly? Well, that's kind of what the commentators said, yeah. <laughs> um, what he means by that is it's really smooth. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, it's... it's kind of, there's a few like different radius corners, and it's not just sort of straight line right angle as we see sometimes in America. There are quite a lot of
0: right angles uh, Red right America.
2: There is, but they're often preceded by like an. Turn one, change.
0: turn two, yeah. turn three, turn four, turn five, turn six. Yeah, but yeah. like there's <laughs> that aren't. then you have some some different corners. Yeah, turn eight uh, yeah. is also right angle.
2: Uh, and <laughs> the, last see, it's the last corner, yeah. uh, last <laughs> body.
0: So apart from having lots of right angles, it's very it's, it's very different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but,
2: but uh no, I think it's a cool circuit and it's and it it apparently has been repaved as well, so it's like super, super smooth.
1: I I think Uh, that's more where the comments are coming from because it it sounds like the like the characteristics of the tarmac is comparable to like what you get at Barcelona, Manicor, Portimao, etc. Road America on iRacing most certainly is not a nice, smooth uh, one to uh, use, and given that iRacing is all uh, laser scan stuff, you can bet Mm, your bottom dollar that if you found a pothole there um it's there's there. actually a potto there in real life yes. so um so if anyone from iRacing is uh, listening to this podcast not only have you got an update spa please go back to road america and update that one as well please thanks <laughs>
0: but, that's, but but yeah i
1: pay good money for you to keep that, that shit up to date
0: thank you uh shame Al's not here really but otherwise you know, have a <laughs> 20, 25 minute chat about iRacing um uh,
1: yes just what we want <laughs>
0: yeah. um Let's talk about for others through the field. So Colton Herter, he's a bit of a disappointing year, isn't
2: he? Well, he has, but then he's yeah. He's huh. just nowhere, really, is he? He's just he did alright in Quali. He was on pole in quality, wasn't he? Yes. But um Yeah, just faded away during during the race. Even all the hype the yeah, all the yeah,
1: hype about getting him the into F one. Yeah. I would much rather see Alex Palu go into F1 than yeah, um, that's not Carlton big Herter big at, big at, big at big the moment.
2: Because he's Spanish. Uh, the whole thing with Herter is quite good. Um, uh,
1: well, I mean, yeah, you want to have an American there, but currently in the standings, there are two other Americans doing better than him. Alex Rossi, who apparently is a has-been now, and Joseph Newgarden, who's um, <clears throat> third in the series just now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and there's also an Irishman up there, Patricio O'Ward. Yeah.
1: Pat O'Ward.
0: Pat O'Ward, hello there.
1: Pat O'Ward, what's happening to you? Yeah, we Mexican man that you are.
0: (laughs) The uh, champion champions a few years ago. Yes. Yes. Um, Now, last one for IndyCars, which I still find quite funny, is that uh, Palau is obviously winning the championship by a long way. But mm-hmm. also in a car that he didn't want to race twelve months
1: ago.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, The, the this yeah. is still on, on the back of him trying to sign for someone else.
1: Hmm. Yes. Uh, it must be very tense in that team at the moment. But yeah. um, well,
0: I mean, uh, we're, then again, is is, is Mark Sargent still racing for Ganassi?
1: Um. So, yeah, is, yes. Yes. Yeah, Chip Ganassi, first, second, and fifth, fifth. at the moment.
2: Hmm. Hmm, so it puts Penty yeah, in shame, doesn't it? It does. When they've only got one car in the top three. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I mean, really... have three
1: in the top ten as well. To be fair, I I'm looking more at uh, say Andretti Autosport. They're having a oh, an they're absolute awful, hell of a year. Awful. Them and Rahul Letterman, like the, the old school names that you would expect to be at the top, there are just noping it. Yeah. And you know, even fair play to McLaren because they're the they're having a more consistent year for? this year. Yeah, that one.
2: <laughs> sean refused to call them mclaren um even though they're literally run by zach brown um now I, you know what i'm gonna start you know i'm gonna i'm gonna annoy sean when we go to monza and start calling united autosports mclaren yeah,
1: that's, that's, that's not
2: that it's still zach brown isn't it so same we'll it a, whatever yeah.
1: um well, if you see any of the bicolors cars, so start calling them Midland or Spiker again, that'll be fine.
2: Oh, what? no, it's fine because that's a van one. So. <laughs> well, okay,
1: fair
0: enough. Yeah, I'm the one who keeps calling it bicolors because that's what they are. It still yeah. says on the back of their shirts, so I can call it one. I will
2: say on their overalls, it still says bicolors and the mechanics
0: over. Uh, do we have time for one more? Oof. Well,
2: I see why not. How I mean, we I, I mean, it's,
0: it's my show, so I can do what I want. So, um, 45 yeah, minutes. Yeah, Sean,
1: do we have enough time for one more show? Oh, well, uh, one more uh, topic?
0: Yeah, why not? It's, my, it's, it's Yeah, let's do it. One more time. Right, BTCC. Yes. Ah,
1: yes. We can have seven minutes for this one. This series, bop champions, I have to say. <laughs> Absolute bop champions. Year in, year out, they create uh, a spectacle of racing where you cannot guess who's going to win it. Round in, round out, because what? they baff Did... around with uh, the weights, what are you talking about? With the tires. You never know who's going to win it in each round, do you? Because uh, they all have their success ballast and hybrids and that to uh, cu- use.
0: A couple of years ago, it would be the BMW. A couple of years before that, it would have been Jason Potato That's... or uh, Matt Neal. A couple of years before that, it would have been um, oh, what's his name, the Italian dude, Giovanni Giovanardi.
1: I think I need to be a bit more ironic with my oh, tone dude. there, sorry. Ah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's Tar Quigney! No, yeah, yes, that's, that's the 90s. But <laughs> Or Alain <à> Menu <laughs> if you want to go oh, far yes. about pack.
1: back. Well, well, there we are, there we are. Yes, no, obviously BTCC apparently champions bopping, but uh, they never seem to do a good job. And this year is no different because Ashley Sutton seems to be the one that wins everything at the moment. Yet, once you look at the championship standings, there's only a handful of points ahead of Tom Ingram, who, forgive me if I'm wrong here, audience, I don't recall him winning that much so far this year, but apparently his uh, consistency has uh, kept him up
2: there as well. You know what? Tom Ingram has won one race this year. Oh, well, there we go. But he's only been off the podium uh, four times. Well, there we go. Okay,
1: yeah. so it's it's turning into a Sutton and Ingram show then. That's yeah. nice to see.
2: Yeah, it is. Yeah, There's a big gap between Tingram and Jake Hill in third. You say a big um, gap is like 20 points. It's wow. 10, 10%. Yeah. I suppose that's quite big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's only six points between Tom Ingram and Ash Sutton so um, yeah so yeah I think that could be quite interesting but yeah Ash struggles some. sometimes the focus doesn't work very well Yeah, uh, I think is what they've found out is basically they struggle sometimes to work their way through the field um, but once it's in the front it's quick especially when Ash is driving in um i mean but i mean dan camish has had a couple of race wins this year as well and has done quite well in in the other focus so it's it's a pretty good outfit by the scene by the sounds of it that napper Sport car seems to be working quite well
1: yeah absolutely uh, it's been nice to see actually them uh on the whole showing how it should be done uh race in race out um in spite of all the alleged bops to stop them, they uh, still seem to have a trick up their sleeve every single time. So, no, that, that's been great to see. Do you think that Dan Karras um, should be quite
0: disappointed at this stage of the season after winning two first free races at Donington? Probably.
1: probably. Yeah. He's doing a bit of a Perez just now, isn't he? <laughs> this is, respectfully, I think it's the only way you can describe that one. But, you know, it's still a long season. Uh, there's a lot of unpredictability there i mean i'm looking colin turkington you know he's fourth on the 183 yeah. points yes he's 40 points behind the leaders just now but we're halfway through turkington exactly turkington is the kind of person that ramps it up in the second half of the season and just goes on these relentless points binges so True. i wouldn't rule him out either
2: no no you can't you could can never cross out colin turkington he was going to be there and that bm is always a good car absolutely um, so they'll be up there they'll be up there jake hill especially in the being in one of the bms as well he's doing very very well exactly well, well.
1: Uh, yeah to be fair both bmws are doing well aren't they 192 one hundred eighty three points third yeah. and fourth of the championships. so uh no, it's looking quite good there um after the new drivers that have turned up this year Jack Sears Trophy that's looking pretty close as well. Dexter Patterson, Mikey Doble, they're only eight points apart. Yeah. Um, Mikey Dobul had a really nice run in uh Thruxton, didn't uh, Recently, uh, what was it? He qualified fourth overall or something,
2: yeah? He did well,
1: Dexter. No, no, Dobul. Oh, double,
2: yes, yeah, he did very well. Um, these don't forget, Jacksey's isn't necessarily new drivers, just drivers who haven't won a race before. The classic. Oh, I thought it was independence.
1: Oh, my apologies again. Oh, god,
2: yeah. Um, so Josh Cook, I think, is leading the independence championship at the moment. The cookie, that's Um, right, yeah. Yes, Um, (laughs) cookies. So, yes, but I think we well, this this month we've had Thruston and we've had Alton Park, haven't we? Yeah, that's
1: right. Hang on. um,
0: one by, on. um, one by yes, Ash so... Sutton, Ash Sutton, Dan Rowbottom, who's still the funniest name in the paddock, uh, <laughs> Jake
2: Hill, Jake Hill,
0: and Colleen Tuckington.
2: Yeah, no, there we are. Ash, Ash had pole position at both um, and had the fastest lap in race two. At Alter, uh, Thruxton, sorry. Um, and Thruxton, you have to say, kind of is very, very fast for these touring cars. There's not really any big braking points apart from maybe Turn 1 and mm-hmm. the chicane at the end.
0: Yeah, yeah. One. It was well turn, one, turn
2: one's Pretty well flat out. Turn 1's a, what,
0: two gear shifts down?
2: Yeah, well, that's a fairly big down, isn't it, considering.
1: It's yeah. enough of a braking point that you can make a lunge into it.
2: Yeah. Well, a, B- you've a, got, a BTC a car, thing. you make a lunge in anything.
1: No, right, good yeah,
2: good point. Exactly. Yeah, you can launch anywhere you like, really quickly. Really. Um, but it's cool because of that. And then autumn is about as opposite as you can get, really. Um, but that's the that's the good thing about the British Touring Car Championship is that you've got lots of different little tracks. Um, but uh, yeah, JPL yeah. dominated really. <laughs> yeah. Especially. Or, or uh, BMW even at Orton Park absolutely dominated it.
1: There we are. That's okay. I stand corrected then on everything I was whinging about for the last 10 minutes. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but yeah. at least we're going to a completely different track with a very different uh, context and uh, characteristics, shall we say. It's Croft next. Mm. You can't get flatter or narrower.
0: <laughs> I don't know. SNES turn's quite um, flat.
1: Yeah. Mm. <sighs> yeah, but it's wide. Ooh, in places. It's wide. No, uh, pr- pretty much the whole track now is fairly wide, and so they, they've repaved it. Croft, on the other hand, that that that's like uh, a perfect description of a uh, Cape Moss. Sam, would you say the penultimate
0: corner at uh, Snetterton is wide?
1: Mm,
0: no. Would you say it's even wider when you're on the you're on the outside of me? Yes.
1: <laughs> Are we guys making an Azzetto Corsa reference?
0: Yes. Awesome.
2: Maybe. <laughs> Are we making
1: reference to a uh, mod which may have been designed in the mid 2010s and hasn't taken into consideration the reprofiling of the circuit? Oh, uh,
2: maybe.
0: No, it's got, it's got, oh. it's got the uh,
1: <laughs> Sneston
0: 300 on there. It's fine. Yeah, but
1: Sneston 300 has been around since 2010. Well, that's not the point. Um, I want to just. Oh. <laughs> don't, don't don't let facts get in the way of a good joke, Monty. Precisely. Uh,
0: I want to talk about Tom Chilton, who's won a race for the first time in like five years.
2: Oh nice. boy! Hold well on, Tom. chill. And now that's well done. Tom. Let's talk about something else. Um, um, <laughs> did you know? Fun fact about Croft: it has the tightest hairpin in British motorsport. Wow, that's tight! Wow, it's one hundred and eighty-two degrees. Wow. Yeah. W- what's the next wow. tightest? I have no idea.
0: <laughs> Answers on a postcard, please.
2: Presumably, probably druids, I reckon. Your mum. Whoa. You know what it'll be? It'll be Alton Park, the Island Loop, down that end.
1: Um,
2: what about Dorrington Park, atop the, the hill? Maybe, possibly, yeah. The GP loop, knock no, hill,
1: surely it's got to be the knock hill hairpin. Oh yeah, that's no, my type.
2: That's not triangular though, is not it? You kind of come in. It's Tri- not a full. Oh,
1: good point. Good Whereas point. Croft, it... you
2: actually are coming back on yourself. And then... Knock
0: hill, Luminati confirmed. Well, the word is <laughs> triangular. <isn't> <laughs>
1: Well, that's going to be our research for uh, this evening, folks. Yeah. And that's also
0: time. Oh! Right then, that's it for another month. We're halfway through the year, and you're halfway through whatever you were doing while listening to this podcast. Yeah. So I yeah. hope and finish it. I've been Sean Smith. I've been joined by Jason Montgomery and uh, Sam Green. Thank you both. No problem. Uh, Pleasure, next, as always, is all yours, sir. Next month is July, and I can't think of anything exciting that happens in July.
1: Monza. Um, oh yeah, Monza. Monza. <laughs> yeah, We're
0: literally going to Monza <laughs> in, t- in two weeks. Yes,
1: <laughs> absolutely.
2: Italy. Sean is going for on a plane for the first time. That's exciting.
1: Yes. Who's on the plane for the first time? Sean. Really? You've never been on a plane before.
0: And on that bombshell, it's time to end. <laughs> Thank you much for watching. Take care and goodbye. I might die, but if there's not an episode next month, flame Sam. I'll do the episode anyway.